Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm Not Crying, You're Crying, the show about anything and everything because it's our show. I'm here with Juan. Hey, hey. And Jay. Hey, everybody. And I'm Sean. And this is our theme music. Oh, hey, he's back finally this week. But you know what? I, I got a remix. Are you ready? Yeah, it's Dennis, not Juan. Fuck you, Juan. Yeah, it's great. I love that theme song. I think I'm going to keep it. I think I'm going to keep it. Is he still alive? Because I know he's pretty old. I mean, he's no older than you. But, you know, before we get into... Yes, yeah, yes, he is older than me. Okay, before you take us off track already, Juan, I'm going to just play the theme music so we can get off track later. Uh, thank you, okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to I'm Not Crying, You're Crying, Season 4, Episode 9. And guess what, Juan? What? I'm going to ride that pony that this is the penultimate episode. That thing I learned back way back on, in Season back, 1. We're back, back at that shit? Yeah, we're back at that shit again. I learned I learned a word, and I'm going to keep using it until someone teaches me another word. Jay, you got any more words for me? Nope, that was it. <laughs> oh, goddamn. Okay, well. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm offended. Why... Why not ask me if I have any new words for you? Uh, because you've the only words that you've uh, taught everyone is "fuck you." <laughs> uh, yes, uh, "fuck you" and 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 blah 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 blah. And blah 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 blah. Those are the only things you taught me, Juan. That's the only things you taught me. Um, yeah, so we're in the penultimate episode. We have one more episode before the season finale. You, yeah, you, you don't even you don't even uh, don't even read the show notes. Anyway, anyway. So guys, we're on the we're almost Wait done. Wait a minute. We've we've had show notes? All this time we've had show notes? Wanna. Why haven't you sent them to oh, me? Oh, he he sent them to you. You just don't read them, <laughs> and that's why you have nothing to say when you come on here. Yeah, that's exactly no, why. No, I have nothing to say because I didn't watch the show we talked about. We know. Yeah. I mean, the audience knows, you know. I'm not even sure why you're still on the show, if I'm being honest. But hey, you're here. And it's called persistence. <laughs> it's called that's I'm a glutton for punishment. No, I'm no, 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 no. I get tortured. I, I, I'm hoping I get just tortured enough. A glutton. Like, yeah, you're just a glutton. And you, you know, you, know, you want to know who else was persistent? Dennis Satterfield. No, Bill Cosby. But he went to prison for that persistence. Jesus so I feel like. Right. Wow. Wow. He went there. Fuck. So anyway, anyway, this is a penultimate episode, guys. And we're actually uh, going to be talking about uh, Dave Chappelle's The Closer. So. If you haven't seen Dave Chappelle's The Closer, don't, don't 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 do spoiler alert, please don't. Why? Again, how long has it been out? You no, fuck it. It's, okay, if you haven't seen Dave Chappelle's The Closer or anything Dave Chappelle related, really, then then go watch those things. Stop the podcast right now and go watch those things and come back and listen because we we are going to talk about Dave Chappelle. The closer and just all the kind of uh, topics that that circle that, uh, and so I guess that means if you're Juan, we'll see you in an hour. And uh, thanks for thanks for just being on the Zoom call. I guess I don't I don't uh, I don't think I have much more for you, Juan. I'm sorry. Okay. Um. So with that said, with that said, Juan, did did you watch Dave Chappelle's The Closer? Why we're in a good thing, Sean? I mean, <laughs> we have a good dynamic going on. Why start now? I mean, you have a set expectation of my lack of participation and I have a, a set of expectation of your guys's participation. So uh, why ruin it? 
Um, because you, I don't know if you know this, but typically when we do this show, there's a level of uh, uh, engagement that's expected. And I don't think you understand what your level of engagement is. That's what I think. Listen, we all have roles to play. And I've already established that. You let baby dig <laughs> ghost you in go. your mouth. There you go. There it is. There it is. We, you haven't established who you are, Juan. <laughs> so, uh, and Jay, Jay, have you seen The Closer? Have you seen The Closer? I have, yes. Uh, now, did you, watch it, did you watch it once? Did you watch it once or you watched it a few times? I've watched it three times. Okay. I watched it. Oh, I didn't. I watched it one time and then I listened to it another time. And then um, what I did was I went back through... Uh, one of my first introductions to Dave Chappelle, which was uh, killing me softly or killing them softly. I can't remember what it's called. And I listened to that, uh, that comedy special. Wow, that was, like, That's an old one. Yeah, it's, it's really old. And the contrast in his comedy is, is kind of crazy. But, um, but for those of who are listening, who decided to skip all that stuff and just want to get into the show, uh, we're talking about Dave Chappelle, who is a, a comedian. Uh, he's been doing comedy for since, since he says since the, the age of 14. Um, my first inter- interaction with him, my first, the first time I ever seen him on screen was in The Nutty Professor, the one with Eddie Murphy, uh, as as a comedian with a little tuft of like dreadlocks on top of his head. You guys remember yeah. Reg- Reggie Jackson? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, one of the comedians who was making fun of Eddie Murphy when he was in his big fat suit. Yeah, I am surprised you didn't uh, uh, mention Half-Baked. Well... I, if you're listening, Juan, as it seems you were not, it's my first interaction with Dave Chappelle was in the Nutty Professor. So thank you for catching. You, you know what? Show. I'm going to I'm going to uh, I'm going to trump that. And the first time I saw Dave Chappelle on the silver screen was Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh, Holy shit. <laughs> I didn't know that he was in that movie. If yeah, I'm being yeah. Honest. he played uh, um, Morgan. He played the parody version of Morgan Freeman's character. From the Robin Hood movie, that was him. Yeah, that is holy fuck, man. Let's see what how how long ago was that? Let's uh, man. But you know, Juan, Juan, when, when was your first uh, interaction with Dave Chappelle? When, when, when was uh, Half Baked? That's the the one and only movie aside from the Dave Chappelle show that I remember him from. Man, you know, and it's that's from uh, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, in fact, I think I got introduced to the Dave Chappelle show first, and then. I watched Half Bake. You mean Chappelle Show? Yeah, the Chappelle Show. Thank you. <laughs> or the Dave Chappelle Show, according <laughs> to Juan. Um, yeah, and so so Dave Chappelle's been around for a very very long time. Has been doing comedy for a really really long time, and um, yes, and he gained the most notoriety I think from from uh, he, he became a part of pop culture when he uh, when he had debuted Went crazy. No, when he had de- debuted the Chappelle Show on Comedy Central. Uh, it, it was in very much the vein of his style of comedy and, uh, it was very edgy and it touched on a lot of different, uh, things. And I, the very first sketch was, uh, Clayton, Bis- Clayton Bixby, yes, the, uh, the, blind, the black race, the, the, the black blind, uh, cl- racist. Yeah. The clans member. <laughs> yeah. That was one of my favorite skits, man. That is that. That in the Charlie Murphy stories. Well, yeah, those those sketches uh, put Dave Chappelle on on the map as as like you know a force to be reckoned with and someone who was uh, willing to take risk and really kind of display <laughs> put racism on display in a funny way. And uh, it, it it was is those kinds of sketches those kinds of sketches that uh, that I think I remember that most people remember most. Now you now fast forward to the closer to the or fast forward, you know, I don't know, 10 years, 15 years, a whole lot of stuff that happens in in between then. 
as Juan already alluded to, uh, Comedy Central approaches Dave Chappelle to do another season, a third season of The Chappelle Show. And he says no. Well, he, he, he originally said yes. And then um, they were, uh, I think they were going to, they were in production. And then he, he left and he just didn't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it wasn't just that. It, it is, didn't he speak about not having that drive anymore because didn't Comedy Central want to have a little bit more control over his show as well? Uh, I don't know. Where'd you get that information from? I think it was one of the, uh, the interviews he had uh, after he came back from Africa. I think it was the, uh, the Oprah Winfrey yeah, interview. That's probably the biggest interview he did after he had come back. Yeah. And, and I think he mentioned about why he, he went to Africa, why he gave it up. And it was, if I remember correctly, which I probably don't, um, he, he somewhat lost the, the passion and he didn't just want to go in there and not make quality, a quality show. And I think the pressure was on him that the first two seasons or three seasons were, um, were such home runs that... The first two seasons, one of The Chappelle Show were driven by Dave Chappelle. The third season is where... And have, have you seen the third season of, of Chappelle Show? The Lost Episodes? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, is, yeah. it is not as good as season one and season two of The Chappelle Show at all. Well, not even by a little um, bit. Dave, Dave Chappelle tells a story about that third season. Um, they were filming a sketch and it was racially charged, like as a racially charged sketch. And... Um, I think uh, uh, one of those sketches is in the third, that lost season episode where there was a, Dave Chappelle plays this like pixie, this blackface pixie huh. or whatever, or like, I don't know, some like angel devil, like little racist um, caricature. And one of the, like they were filming it and one of the like white crew members was laughing like too hard at that character, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, like where to the point where it was, it was like, uh, he was laughing at that depiction yeah. of that, you know, character where like Dave Chappelle felt uncomfortable, like doing mm -hmm. that, that character. And he felt uncomfortable getting those types of laughs, you know, where, you know, it kind of like fueled, uh, this like negative, uh, perception of, of, of black people. And, he just he didn't want to do that type of show where like you know he's he said he's like letting his people down and you know it's just like making you know black people look worse and like and that's I that's yeah, one of the no, reasons why he left you know he left like fifty million dollars from Comedy Central fifty three million dollars and where are you getting that number from didn't he say it in his uh, in the special. When he was telling the story and he's like, well, I, I mean, the I don't know if I can believe you since you said you didn't watch it because we had a good thing going. Yeah. He said he, lo he left $50 million on the bus and he walked. That was in the yeah. special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. 53. I don't know. Listen, I just, I, w I just watched the episode about an hour ago <laughs> or two hours ago. So it's pretty fresh in my mind. If you say but so. If you say we, so. We all know Ligma has gotten to me and I, I don't uh, know. No, no like Ligma jokes to. tonight. Yeah. So, so, so yes. Um, so Dave Chappelle, yes, he, he gains even more notoriety from walking away from Comedy Central. He, he walks away from probably one of the most successful shows, uh, comedy shows, sketch shows that had ever been made. And, um, and then he disappears into obscurity and he goes to Africa as, as, as famously told. 
And then he returns and he starts doing like uh, shows. And I think he said in Seattle where uh, where he would just put up like a speaker and some seats and he would just go and do comedy. And then he would show up at random clubs and do comedy. And like people would just let him on because he's Dave Chappelle. And um, and again, he kind of he had become this like this ghost almost of like, hey, you get you hear Dave Chappelle did a show over there until until now. Until now, I think Dave Chappelle has appeared like he he is now at this this on this pedestal where every comedian uh, kind of holds him in a in in high regard because of a the kind of comedy he was able to perform, b because he made he he uh, retained his integrity throughout all of that, and then he had he came back and he was telling those stories very openly and very publicly about his trials and tribulations and, and how he, how he bounced back from that. Uh, and then most recently, one of the most notable things is that, uh, he got, uh, Viacon, I think who owned the rights to Chappelle show to, uh, to pay him a whole bunch of money for using the Chappelle show. Yeah. Um, well he, t- he tells his story in, in one of his like, uh, uh, shorter specials that he did, uh, unforgiven Unforg- Yeah. He talks about how it, he, when he pit- originally pitched Chappelle show, he went to HBO and he pitched them the Chappelle show and they told him, why do we need you? You know? And he didn't get Chappelle show on HBO. So comedy central picked it up. It became successful. Um, all these years later and now HBO max was going to stream. It was going <laughs> to stream the show that he pitched to them. and. He, he was like, why, why do you need me? You know, like all these years later, yeah. I pitched you this show, it became successful. And now you want to go on your streaming service and, and stream the show that I'm, I pitched to you that became successful. And, you know, he didn't have the rights to his own show, you know, because mm-hmm. he, he signed a contract, he signed a contract and it just waived his, his rights to, you know, any, anything um regarding that show so he had to publicly demand for the 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 fans to boycott Chappelle's show so mm-hmm. you know yeah and and it, and it worked and it worked and it, it got it got him into the conversation it got him into the room with the right people to help him get the rights back to to his material and his stuff which i mean i think it ultimately is the right thing to do but it's it's one of those things that you know um, that typically and it, I, there's a a little snippet on YouTube that Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle talk about about this exact thing where it's like you when you're an artist and you are in the world and you're you're taking these deals and you're signing contracts you are typically not on the winning end of that deal there are many more people in that line of succession that are getting more money than you and you're really just kind of like along for the ride making more money than you had before. But they they hold on to your rights. They hold on to basically all, all the things that that make it yours. Another and not to get too off topic, but another person that has also been victim to that, but has also beat that system is Taylor Swift. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, why? I didn't realize you were so passionate about Taylor Swift. Uh, no, but, I, I went down the rabbit hole and didn't realize what she she did, but she lost her catalog of music to to the the record company, and now she's. Well, the, the re-record the yeah the the, the short story is that uh, there's there's two there's two clauses there are two things there is the masters to the recordings and then there's masters to the uh, to the the compos- composition of the songs 
Well, she the company record companies own the master's recordings. She owns the compositions, which means that she can record those songs as many times as she wants and record them. And so now if you ever see a Taylor Swift song that says Taylor's version, exact same song, just re-recorded by Taylor Swift. That's that's yeah, insane. And essentially, every time she re-records it, the masters lose um, a value. Yeah, and that's another artist to beat the system. But anyway, uh, so yes, yeah, so yes, yeah. so so Jay, actually, I, I'm actually very interested to hear your opinion on, on this topic because, uh, as people may know and uh, who listen to the show, that you're a comedian, and so I'm just kind of curious, like, what your view on Dave Chappelle's take is, and and. And if, do you take any part of his comedic style into your style or, 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 and how you do that? Well, I'm, I'm pretty biased. I, I love Dave Chappelle. I've, I followed his career uh, for a long time. You know, I've watched every special that he's done, you know, every little thing on YouTube that every little stand up thing that he's done on YouTube, I've, I've seen it. Uh, I, I love his style. I love the way he thinks, you know, so I, you know, watching the closer, I'm totally biased. You know, I, I loved it. Uh, you know, from beginning to end, uh, I mean, I'm not, I don't have my feelings hurt. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't targeted at me. Uh, but I, I understand as, as a comedian, you know, like there are things that people are going to get upset, you know, just the mere like mention of a premise, you know, people will get upset and they won't look at the joke any further than just the the shallow level of just the topic or the premise and they won't like see what he's actually talking about uh yeah yeah now now i i that kind of begs the question now when you write your jokes and you get ready to do your stand-up do you censor yourself do you go oh i shouldn't talk about that or do you do you say fuck it i'm just gonna i'm gonna talk about it and uh, and you know hopefully the crowd takes it as a joke well i mean if you censor yourself then you're not really trying to you're not really expressing your your art to the fullest, you know, cause you're always editing yourself to pander to what you think the, the audience is going to like. And, you know, that's not the way that any good comedian should try to construct jokes. You know, like if you want to construct a good joke, you just kind of go out there with your thoughts, your opinions, your feelings on something, you try to talk it out and you try to make it funny, you know, regardless of whether the audience is going to be offended or not, you know, you just have to try it out there. I mean, that's, that's, that's what comedy is, is all about. You know, you just kind of like trying jokes out, see if it works, you know, like you're treading this line. Um, it's a tightrope. You you're on this tightrope and you know, you're trying not to fall a lot of times. So, so do you think that, um, so do you think that like if any other, because we, we were, we were texting back and forth about getting ready for uh, this episode. And, uh, Juan was like, do you think they're going to pull the, you think they're going to pull the special from Netflix? And you go, no, they tried to pull this last one too. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't think I don't think that his intention um for the special was to offend the LGBT community. I mean, they might take it that way. Uh but I think a lot of his like his him poking at um this community uh in particular is that you just can't do it. And you know, as as a comedian, you you should be able to, you know, discuss what you need, want to talk about, talk about what you want to talk without like fear of being canceled or being pulled, you know, like he makes that, that whole, that whole argument about the baby and his, uh, mm -hmm. like the stuff that he said on stage about the LGBT community <laughs> and, you know, any, any contrast that where like he got canceled for that, 
but he shot someone in a Walmart in North yeah, Carolina it, and nothing yeah. bad happened to his career. You know, like, <laughs> well, so uh, I, I, I did a little more research into that to kind of figure out like, why didn't anything bad happen to this guy, the baby? I, first of all, I don't even know who, who the baby is. If I, I, I don't know either, but, um, but I looked, I was curious why I'm like, why didn't anything happen? And so then I found, I found a YouTube video, the breakfast club and, and Charlemagne was talking about it. And he's like, well, the thing is, is that, it was proven that that was in self-defense. So it wasn't really like a clear cut thing of like this guy going out there shooting somebody. But but uh, but to uh, and again, this is something that Juan and I talked about off air. It's something that uh, that council culture does, which is like, you know, uh, if if you were a horrible person, you know, um, I believe Juan calls your calls it a, a caterpillar. And then <laughs> and then you become a beautiful butterfly out there flying around. You're you're pollinating plants. You're changing the I world. You're doing good things. This example wasn't my my example. I I heard it from somebody else. And uh, and council culture finds out finds out that you were a caterpillar. A caterpillar. Then they 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 the fuck you butterfly. I don't care how much good you're doing. You were once a caterpillar, and you're never going to be able to recover from that. So I cancel you. And uh, and so my point with all this is that Jay, do you think that if any other comedian had released this special, that it would still be on Netflix? If it, if this were Chris Rock or uh, Joe Rogan, even or uh, uh, Gabriel Iglesias, Fluffy himself. Do you think that he that any one of those comedians could have would would stand this sort and even have the support of those networks behind them? Uh, well, it just depends on the popularity of the comedian. You know, like if the the comedian's making money off of the 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 special, why would they pull it? You know, like they have a fan base. They have people that are going to watch it, regardless of the people that don't like it. Uh, you know, like, I don't think, uh, Fluffy would g be able to get away with it. <laughs> no, they, yeah, they would, they would, uh, they would take Fluffy's, uh, special down if that's what he was talking about, because that's not in his character, you know, that he hasn't mm -hmm. established that he's that type of comedian, you know, like Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Joe Rogan, they're mostly controversial type comedians where they, they have established themselves as a, these guys are going to go up on stage. They say these things about these topics, you know, and, you know, like you should know better, you know? The one thing that I have to say about the special is, and I don't, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trading lightly because I, I don't want to get canceled or I don't want people to come after me for, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, for what I'm, I'll see with them. For, well, we have to be on, well, we have to be on to be canceled, you know? Yeah. yeah <laughs> um, I didn't see anything controversial from his last special. It was very much, it, it, it's jokes, don't punch down on me. Um, if I only hate one group of people, it's it's white people. It, 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 was, it was all based off his, his experience, his life. He's not saying anything homophobic, nothing against him. Now, I didn't see the other one, Sticks and Stones, is that the, the, the name? Um, where all, he got all the backlash, but this one was like very touching and he even addressed the fact that his friend that was transgender that he gave an opportunity in San Francisco killed themselves after two weeks after they defended Dave Chappelle on Twitter. And then he makes a joke about that. And it, I thought that was a beautiful moment, especially when people kind of didn't know if they should laugh. And he was like, and she would have loved that fucking joke. So fuck you guys. I, I, I don't know. It, it just made me go. He has a valid point. When is enough going to be enough? Uh, don't punch down on him. Yeah, uh, it, it's uh, it's funny you, that you mentioned that, Juan, because, um, you know, Jay, Jay mentions that, A, 
you can't be afraid to address you can't be afraid to address the topics. And Dave, um, Dave has a very impressive ability to tell a story and build a narrative and and use comedy to relieve the tension. And it's funny because when you watch the closer, uh, there are some very angry people right in the front row. They're, they're like, like he, he'll make some jokes <laughs> and, and they're those, very, those angry. two ladies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they are not having, and I go, why they even buy a ticket? Why do they even buy a ticket? But they stick out like a sore thumb, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Hey, you know, the, my, my favorite joke is when that lady came at him in the parking lot and, uh, was upset about the fact that he said all these things and He's like, bitch, I know you didn't pay for one of my shows. I know you didn't do this. Why are you watching me? Like, if you don't agree with me, why are you watching me? Dude, you just yeah. you seriously butchered his joke. <laughs> yeah, you, you did. I know. I, I did. I did. And I'm not known for, for the greatest memory, but I, that was my favorite thing. Yeah. And it's true. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's true. And so um, the, the, other, the other thing, though, is that so I, like I told you guys, I went and I watched... Uh, uh, killing me softly or killing them softly. And, um, I just was listening to the difference in how he told his jokes and, uh, and how he got his point across. But, and then there's a point that, that Jay put in the, in the show notes and Juan just made, which is that, you know, Dave, if you listen to Dave and here is his standup, his problem has always been white people, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and even going back all the way to, I think that special came out in 2000. Yeah. It is about systemic racism police brutality and the the system's ability to cover that up but it's told in so much lighter of a fashion than uh his last three specials that you kind of don't even recognize him as a comedian anymore and you know that mm -hmm. that's probably the biggest issue that people have you know because he's so he's developed his comedy so well that you don't know what he's joking about and what he is trying to make a point you know like uh, all in all, all his comedy specials are jokes. They're all, mm -hmm. they're all humorous stories. They're all, you know, you take it with a grain of salt, you know, like he does it, he does a joke about, um, like after he got coronavirus, he, he hadn't felt this dirty since <laughs> yeah. he was molested by a preacher. And then yeah. he says that he liked it because, you know, he came in the guy's face and yeah. like, <laughs> like, you know, that's, that's so ridiculous and it's a joke, but people, people get offended because they think, oh, that's, that's just something that happened in his life. That's, that's an awful thing, you know? But <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then like literally like moments after that, he, he goes, he swings again. He dovetails into a serious topic of the, the, um, the violence that broke out of, against Asian Americans. Yes. Uh, and, and then he goes, well, I imagine that was going on. That's what was going on inside my body. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're talking about, you know, because he, he felt like, cause he, again, he got coronavirus. He was very open about it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he was waiting to see how sick he would get. He's like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't get that sick at all. You know? Um, so again, it's just something that's like, that's so ridiculous and so outlandish. You go, you, you, I mean, you would think it's something you'd be able to laugh about. However, you know, there are people out there upset about that because, you know, he's bringing it. It's a it's it is a sensitive subject. And there's lots of people who have who have suffered in that. But, you know, um, Dave has shown himself to not have any regard to about talking about ser serious topics. It's almost to say, like, if we don't talk about it, then we're sweeping it under the rug and we're letting it happen more 
because we're not creating awareness around. Yeah. It. It's, it's turning a blind eye to serious things that happen in life. You know, like we, we need to tackle it like head on and have a discussion about it or it's just going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's so literally before, before we started the show, it, it hit me. I was like, Dave did a special. Yeah. So I watched this special um, and it's called 846. Juan, are you familiar with this special? Tell me, tell me what 846 He is. talks uh, about George Floyd, right? Yeah. 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 It's George, George Floyd. And, and uh, you know, it, it started out like he, I, I want to say that his mission in putting this show on 846 was to gen- genuinely give something, give people something to do in the middle of the pandemic. Like uh, probably the, or the worst point when people were stuck at home, there was nothing going on. There weren't restaurants are were still closed. And then uh, the George Floyd thing happens. And like, I, I, I feel like his narrative for that entire thing just changed. Like he, he's, he's on stage with his, his little notebook of jokes probably and outlines for stuff that he was planning on doing. But it, it completely dovetails into, um, again, another, another, um, uh, another talk from Dave Chappelle about systemic racism and, and how if we don't talk about it, it's only going to let people know that it's okay. And then he, he dovetails into uh, other things too, like, you know, um, uh, George Zimmerman. The guy that shot the... Uh, Trayvon Martin, the guy who shot Trayvon Martin, the, even even uh, the the guy in the military who uh, went on the run and the police had shot and killed uh, because he he had reported one of his fellow uh, officers abusing their power. So so Dave, again, as I mentioned before, Dave Chappelle just he is he is not uncomfortable about bringing those topics up. And uh, was, although people did seem a little more comfortable in that in that special than, <laughs> than this one. Than they did in this one. Oh yeah, <laughs> Juan, it's fresh in your mind. It's fresh in your mind about. Uh, You're gonna mock the fact that I said that. Go ahead. I'm <laughs> fresh in your mind. The special. Uh, did you have any? You, did you? Did you have any overarching like messages you took away from it? Yeah, my my biggest thing is people need to understand what the what art is. I mean, it it was a joke. He's not coming out as inciting violence towards a group of people he's not coming out as belittling a group of people um for the sake of it i mean this this special made me go he's basing it off his own stories he even joked about the fact of uh, uh, a a transgender individual giving him a hug and then him going get away from me i'm i'm homophobic remember (laughs) (laughs) Uh, hey uh are you, yeah. did you, did you, did you go to school to learn to be a butcher or do you, or are you just, is that, it natural it's talent? A, it's a skill set. It's a natural skill set. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but no, I, in all honesty, I, I think I mentioned it to you, but this special made me like him even more. And I want to see what the, the big deal was for Sticks and Stones, the one that triggered everybody to want to cancel him. Well, I, I, I think. I, I think you just you just touched on it. You you literally just you you butchered it to the best of your ability. Um, like like Jay said, um, like Jay mentioned, you know that that story about the priest. It's a self deprecating tale about himself, right? That paints him, and it's ridiculous. And right, it's ridiculous. And then you know he'll tell a story about how he is best friends with a uh, trans uh, transgender person, and then he'll receive a hug from them and go, 
get away from me. It's it's supposed to be absurd. It's supposed mm-hmm. to drive, show you the 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 absolute absurdity of what he is saying, and that's that's the joke. That is the joke. But he it, it, but he often makes himself the victim, and there's often because he he's if he is victimizing anybody, he it is himself, and the comedy comes from comes from that. And uh, so, like you know, I, I, I get to the end of the special, and and I. Um, I get to the end of the special and I go, I, again, like, like when I go, I don't see what the big deal was. However, you know, I, I'm not, in, I'm not in any of the categories that, that, that we're feeling that they were attacked. Um, other than being African-American, that is really kind of the, the only, <laughs> the, the only, the only thing that I'm writing here. And, and even then, uh, again, I, I don't, I don't feel like, you know, anything. Well, I, uh, I mean, Dave, Dave Chappelle makes a point, you know, everything's funny till it happens to you, you know, that's, yeah. that's what he said, you know, and that's very true. Every joke, every joke has someone that you're making fun of, you know? So someone is a victim in, in the joke, you know, whether it be himself mm-hmm. and doing self-deprecating humor, or he's, uh, he's pointing out, um, hypocrisies or, or certain things that, that people do that don't make sense. You know, the, those become the victims in, in the jokes. Um, but Every joke, every funny joke, there has to be someone who's, you know, getting shitted on, you know? <laughs> yeah. There needs to be a wand in every joke. That's just, that is yep. just how it goes. Um, you know, um, this comedy special made me tear up at the very end because of the overall message when he's like, and I hope to be alive when this little girl, the the daughter of the uh, transgender individual that killed himself. Uh, Daph- Daphne Dorman. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't know the name. Sorry. He says it in the special um, that, again that you watch. I have, two hours I have the, the memory of a goldfish sometimes, but, but it's fresh in your but mind. It, okay. When he tells, uh, uh, their daughter, not, not now, but when he's ready to have the conversation, I knew your father and he was one hell of a, of a mother of a woman. Um, please, please stop butchering I, Dave Chappelle's <laughs> no, jokes. But, God, Dave. No, but. I want a uh, 24 ounce ribeye steak on, on, on the bone, please. Thanks, Juan. Yes, it, it was a very touching <laughs> message. And again, and again, it, it, it speaks to how, how he tells his jokes. And again, you know, um, just like Jay said, when you're telling jokes, it, it, you have to, you have to make fun of somebody is the punchline, somebody, some, some place. And so, you know, in this scenario, he is absolutely outlining the idea that like this person is living there individual life doing their thing that is important to them. And, um, and he understands that and he, uh, uh, is respectful of that, but that's not what he believes. So, you know, why, why are you, uh, in his words, punching down on him? You know, because, yeah. because he doesn't believe 100% what you believe. That's like, you know, I don't believe that Juan watched this special, uh, two hours ago. Am I, am I punching down on you Juan? Yeah. Well, I think, the, I think, one of the most controversial things that he says in the special is what he agrees with um, J.K. Rowling. What J.K. Rowling said about yeah, gender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, J.K. Rowling said that gender is a fact, and he agrees with that statement. You know, and there's there's this uproar with that. It's like how could he how could he take a stance on that? This is this yeah. is insane. Um, 
you know? Yeah, I I list again the Breakfast Club were doing doing their their piece again, talking about Dave Chappelle and J.K. Rowling. And they actually brought up the exact quote. And of course, I don't remember it because I, my mind's not fresh one. I didn't watch it two hours ago. But <laughs> yes, just like Dave Chappelle said, she effectively said that gender is a fact, and he agreed with her. And he and then he goes on to say that every person in this room needed to pass through the legs of a woman in order to be here on earth. So, um, uh, like, you know, so how can you debate that? But, uh, then he goes on to say, there's like, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not saying I'm I'm about to, I'm I'm going to budget the shit out of this right now. I'm so Juan, I'm sorry for taking your job. I'm not saying to say that, you know, uh, these women are not women, but, uh, those vaginas they got, well, you know what I mean? (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) That's such, yeah. That's such a great punchline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like you know what I mean, you know. And then <laughs> I think your prayers are too impossible or beyond, beyond, <laughs> beyond, <laughs> or beyond, uh, beyond burgers. It's like you know, it's uh, again, he's like, is that is that saying it's not? It's not. That's not it. But it's just not. It's almost like if you if you told the child. Um, what uh, you know, a, a transgender woman's vagina was like, and he was like, and he was trying to explain it back, and you know, it's like, well, it's you know, kind of, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of, uh, who knows? It's a, it's an enigma. But so then, so so then, you know, the the special happens. He says that, and uh, not only not only that, but he says that uh, he he compares transgender genitalia to rip substitute uh substitute meat products right yeah impossible and, and then or and then he says yeah or beyond <laughs> yeah or, or an, uh, yeah and he mentions that and he says he agrees with jk Rowling that gender is a fact and he he, he agrees with that and so you know then the internet and the internet is in an uproar in fact the the employees at netflix are in an uproar about it and so um a team member who worked at Netflix led a, a, a walkout there, um, a, led a walkout for the trans team members there. Uh, and according to the article I'm, I'm looking at here and I can't see where it's from, they, they were fired. They were fired for leading it. Oh, it's from TheVerge.com, which is a tech website. But, um, but they, they were fired for leading that walkout. Now, whether you believe that is right or not, whether you believe it's not right or not, it's it is the, the the kind of thing that I think Dave Chappelle is exactly talking about in his special, which is that, you know, you you have this section of people and it creates this huge wave when there are other uh, other uh, walks of life, other folks out there who have been going through all kinds of different things throughout their entire life. And you can barely get any momentum moving in any direction uh, uh, whatsoever. So it's like, you know, he makes a joke about it where uh, he has some trans women who are uh, who are going to fight some gay guys. And I'm again, I, I can't remember, but, you know, who talk about how how the trans movement has been oppressed and they are talking to black gay men about <laughs> being oppressed, you know. <laughs> so, again, it's like, you know, whether you believe that Netflix is right or wrong in doing this is just that to say that there's a movement here. Um, that, that is just, that is looking to cause a ruckus, looking to remove any obstacle out of their way and they are getting traction. And most of that is, is pardon to the power of the internet. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, the internet, uh, you know, as fast as it's so crazy, you know, like as fast as, uh, like the information that you don't want to get out there gets out there really fast, you know? And like, 
like yeah. us, we're trying to make content and get it out to people. It's it's a slow trickle to get out to people, but like really bad information and like things that put people in negative light that goes out there like lightning. Because people that people love controversy, they yeah. love like oh we can talk about this and you know now we can band together and um, you know we can we can stop something and and. Yeah. And, and it's the power of the hashtag. Now, uh, before I move on to the next topic, it, it is it's so Netflix backs Dave Chappelle. They're, they are they basically say, you know, it, it's in the vein of art and, you know, we support Dave Chappelle. And so you know, we're going to leave this special up. But um, like I was saying, it's it's the power of the hashtag. It's a generation of people who believe who fully and wholeheartedly believe that if if they if that they can just end any person's career, they can just go. Oh, you know what? Um, I don't like Juan anymore because he never watches anything, even though he says it's fresh in his mind. Well, he's canceled now. That's it. It's done. It's over. I did fucking watch it. And well, Bill Clinton said that he didn't have sexual relations with that woman, but you know, here we are. So I, I still believe that statement. <laughs> <laughs> so, Get canceled, Jay. Yeah, well, but, but it's the power of the hashtag. But here's the thing. Uh, the, the power of the hashtag has brought a lot of awareness to some to some things that people may have never uh, may have never even known existed. You know, one of the 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 notable ones. And and again, I'm like rifling through your, your show notes, Jay. But um, the the Me Too movement, you know, there is uh, it started with the on Twitter with the hashtag, which is I don't know if you guys know this, but Twitter is the king of all social media uh, platforms now. Twitter is not a real place. <laughs> Twitter is not a real place, according to Dave Chappelle, as told by Dave Chappelle. Who is a feminist. Yeah, yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. But you know, I, I got to say that I love, I love that bit. You know, when uh, like he's, he starts with uh, the Webster's definition of a feminist. Yes, where yes, yes, yes. He says, you know, he's a human being that, you know, is fighting for equal rights for all women, you know, and then he considers himself a feminist and he, he goes into, and this is like, this is such a great writing where he goes into the misdirect where, mm-hmm. you know, he just didn't like how the Me Too movement was handled. You know, like, like they, these women should have gotten off the bus, you know, like, like he got off the bus and left $50 million on that bus. And then like the Me Too movement was like, we're going to wear black dresses or, you know, yeah. stuff like that. And then he goes, you know, um, what the, the, me too movement needs is a male leader, you know? And then he, he's, (laughs) he, he volunteers himself. And then he goes on to say that, you know, under, under me, you know, I'm going to make sure that every woman has equal pay, you know, like they won't be harassed in any way. And then, and then all he asks is that you suck my dick, you know? Yeah. yeah, All I ask is return. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes, and now we're back at square one. And now we're yeah. back at square one because he he is talking about how, yeah, they, they should have got off the bus because if they had gotten off of the off of the bus, they could have a, exposed like uh, people like Harvey Weinstein a lot earlier. They could have uh, they could have stopped the process that would let that would give uh, people in his position uh, 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 anonymity to do the things that they are doing. And uh, by by you know by by not doing that, and so again, like it's it's a it's a great little bit. Again, it's one of the things that is making an absolute point uh, that is one hundred percent valid. But again, it is absurd. It is absolutely absurd. And so by drawing the the parallel and comparison, and then creating something absurd that happens afterwards, it 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 makes a joke. It makes a joke. But also 
makes people upset because I guess maybe he's probably right. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they, they take these jokes in a literal sense, you know, they take it, you know, at face value and it's like, Oh, that's his intention. You know, like, no, it's just a joke. <laughs> yeah. It was just a joke to highlight the absurdity of like, of kind of, of their position and the lack of true movement that is, that is, that, that is happening for them. Um, you know, it, it was such an interesting topic where he essentially mentions, don't forget, I'm, I'm rich. I don't care. And I'm happy where I live. I live in a small town. Nobody cares what I fucking do. Uh, I, I don't care. It's a joke. Well, the, I, the joke he, he was making is that, you know, he's rich. You know, yeah. it's so so the problems he's talking about, they're not necessarily all of his problems because when the police stop him, he's Dave Chappelle now. So, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? He's talking about, the other, you know, the other part of the community that's not Dave Chappelle that are still African American people driving around in cars, uh, you know, that have to that are living that way. So uh, he's makes that point to say, yeah, I, I'm rich, man. I this, these aren't necessarily all my problems. I'm just I'm just shining a light on it because uh, if I don't, nobody will. Uh, but yes, the, the power of the hashtag Juan. Now you threw your hands up when I when I mentioned that because just, it sounded like you were hashtag triggered over it. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm just getting tired of the power of social media. Um, I think I'm just frustrated that it takes what people think is a majority to make something go away when it's not necessarily the majority. Uh, Example? Uh, Yes, the quiet game. That is a thing that should go away. (laughs) I I was talking to this to, uh, to somebody the other day. I didn't generally care about the whole Latin X movement. Um, I had no issue. I, I, I get it why it has to change, but don't be putting fucking words in my mouth and stating that Latinos don't, or Latinas or Latin X um, don't like to be called that because it's, it's not gender, gender neutral. I, 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 I don't know. It, it bugged the shit out of me and it bugs the shit out of me that people continue to push and can, people continue to cancel or not see art for art or where is it going to stop? I I mean, are people going to start canceling the David because he's showing his penis and it, it makes people uncomfortable. Oh, you mean the statue of David? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, David Letterman, (laughs) David Hasselhoff. It's like, which David is out there showing his penis to everybody. David Duchovny. Oh, he's the one out there showing his dick to people. Yeah, that's right. Molder? Yeah, that Molder dick over there. I'll, I'll make you a believer. <laughs> um, you, you, Juan, you, you kind of, you, you circled around a, a great point, which is again, um, and it's, it's about identity uh, and representation and, um, and, and having the ability to, to, uh, to share that with the world on, on some sort of platform in a way that is unimpeded. So, Yes, maybe they are shoving those beliefs down your throat. But again, and these are some more words of Dave Chappelle, which is, okay, fine, go out and live your life and do your things. But how much do I have to participate in how you want to live your life? Did you know that it's not acceptable to say African-American anymore? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think you've called me that ever. So sure. <laughs> no, no, no. But did you know that it's not acceptable anymore? Um, says, I mean, says who? Yeah, says says what the the guy you just. Uh, what? Mm-hmm. I was corrected when I described somebody as 
an African-American gentleman and someone corrected me and they said they're black. And I go, I thought it was politically correct to say African-American. He's like, no, because you don't know if they're from Africa. They identify as black. And I'm like, so it, I'm being insensitive by calling someone African-American. And they essentially said yes. So I, I'm not keeping up with the, the times. And now I have to watch what I say every single time. Well, I mean, a lot of people are just afraid to, you know, call black people black. You know, like. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's, it's uh, you know, most, most people uh, assume that calling a black person black is like using the N word, which is not, which is not the, the case at all. I, I will say that I am not offended at all. However, I'm just one black person on, the, on this show, um, on this show. I, I. It's, I don't, who, who correct that's anyway, it doesn't matter. But again, a, a white person corrected me, a white person corrected hmm. me. Yes. Well, listen, <laughs> listen, uh, I'm not going to say that it they was. were necessarily the authority on the, on the subject matter, but you know, it is, it is what it is. But again, while, as I was saying, I think, I think you are getting around a, a, a important topic of like, of identity and recognition and, and being able to control what that is, right. And, and how that is perceived by the public. And so when you talk about, um, the Latinx movement, it's about a, a group of people who want identity and want to control what that identity is to the public eye. And so, you know, Dave Chappelle's special is about, is about that. It's about the trans community trying to control what that looks like, but not just trying to control what it looks like. They're trying to control everyone's opinion of it. So it's like, yeah, Okay, fine. Be whoever you want as a, a trans uh, American, but I want you to believe the things that I believe about it because my beliefs are right. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, like there are other people in the world who who have who have uh, who would be believed to have tyrannical beliefs like that, where you need to believe what I believe because what I believe is the right thing, and if you don't believe it, then you're wrong. But Dave Chappelle makes that comparison. I want to say in his in his last special, Sticks and Stones, that that is the internet. That is the internet. If you don't believe what I believe, then you're canceled. That's it. You're done. So yeah. it it's funny because like people act like what he did was a TED talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a comedy special. You know, like it's in in the end, I mean it's it's all jokes. They're all, you know, it's all meant to entertain. You know, uh a part of it, I know I, I feel like Dave Chappelle wanted like people to think about the things that he said. But all in all, like his main objective for the, the whole special was to entertain, you know, make make light of like really heavy topics yeah. and just make people laugh for a good hour. Mm -hmm. Well, not those two ladies in the front. They they had the worst time. <laughs> they were not having it at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, what, what, what's the point of going to his show if you know you're not going to like it? Is it to make a statement? Probably. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it. The statement would be, I, I went, well, because, you know, they're probably the folks who, who go, no, no, I was there. It was absolutely horrible, you know, so that they get that, they get, they get to mark that off on their, their on their credit list. You know, it was like, I went to the show. I, I didn't laugh at anything. It was absolutely horrible. I don't think he's a good comedian. It, we should cancel him. You know, they, they sat there and, uh, and endured that because it was. Yeah, every, everybody thinks they're like, you know, this movie critic or like a critic on life. And what they, their opinion is like gold. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And, and, and social media doesn't help that, you know, and, and, and council culture doesn't help that either. It feeds into, again, it feeds into the idea that if you don't believe what I believe, then I, I can end you. And if you're someone like Dave Chappelle, 
where, uh, again, he said, taking, a man, taking away a man's livelihood is akin to killing him. You know, his livelihood is his comedy. And Jay has said it before that if a comedian cannot do comedy, it is it is painful. It's something that they want to do, that they that they are itching to do. So to not be able to do that, to try and take that away from him is akin to killing him. You know, um, you know, back in the day when like Lenny Bruce and George Carlin were doing this, this like radical type of comedy, you know, most com- most comedians, they were doing like old vaudeville acts, like these one liners and old story jokes that mm-hmm. were told from comedians that just went up on stage, did these like safe uh, TV friendly jokes. And then uh, Lenny Bruce would talk about society. He would talk about race and religion and politics and George Carlin, um, when he dropped his like hippy dippy weatherman type of image and he started doing like uh, coffee houses and like all these alternative venues, same thing with like Richard Pryor. He would talk about like race and politics and religion and, and women and like men and black people, white people. Uh, Lenny Bruce got arrested for obscenity when he was on stage. George Carlin got arrested um, for the things that he said on stage for, you know, obscenities. You know, I feel like we're we're headed in that direction with like cancel culture where you're not allowed to say certain things yeah. on on a pl- public platform because people were are just going to be so offended that they're just going to be like, well, we should get the authorities involved and have him arrested for obscenities and and inciting um public discord, you know. Yeah, and you know, it's it's funny you say that because like I didn't learn about George Carlin. Like I didn't know who he was I didn't know he was a comedian and shut the fuck up. <laughs> are shut you are you gonna interject the, the correction up. or are you no. you gonna add content somehow or did you just want to no, stop me I, from talking? I just, I'm gonna let you finish talking. Oh okay great because what I was trying to get to is that when I was introduced to George Carlin, it was on Shining Time Station with Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> which is, you know, which is akin to like akin to having your first impression of Bob Saget be Danny Tanner from Full House. You know, I would say even cleaner than that. So um, so, yes. To, so when I heard uh, George Carlin refer to his penis as Winky, the one eyed wonder worm, it, it, <laughs> it blew my mind. <laughs> it blew my mind. And so, yeah, I, I think you're right, Jay. I think, you know, if we keep dovetailing in this direction, cancel culture, the, the culture of the Internet is going to put us in this tailspin where artists can't be artists anymore. Because well, not, it, pub, not publicly. Not, like, yeah. What, they'll, you, they'll still be underground stuff yeah, where yeah. people are, are going to flock to it. I was just going to ask. You think It's going to turn into a prohibition type of uh, a style yeah. where you're going to have speakeasy type of clubs where people are going to convene to see these artists perform and i i think we kind of we get into a dangerous territory there right because then you know it sounds like segregation if you ask me but uh don't don't ask the black guy <laughs> don't ask the black guy about it listen here mister <laughs> yeah you know it's it's just but I, I think you're right jay and and i think you're right one that it'll it'll devolve into that and because that'll be the only place that you as an artist can express yourself and then, and then you, you, they're all, they're all, they, they will always be those artists who then have to ride the line of like popular success versus, uh, uh, oh my God, versus, uh, uh, less artistic, mainstream. yeah, artistic integrity. Yeah. Versus, yeah. And, and, and I'm trying to, 
you know, back in the mid 2000s or early 2000s, there was the underground rap scene where, um, and I don't know how, how closely you guys follow it, but uh, most deaf, most deaf is probably one of was from in the underground scene. He's probably one of the most like uh, 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 famous rappers like around, but for a pop pub publicly, he was not in the mainstream conversation at all. At the time it was, it was Eminem and Eminem was being played on every single station. He was even being played on like K rock for no other reason than because he was white, you know? So, um, it, again, it most deaf didn't, didn't do, didn't change anything to become, uh, partially, uh, in, in the mainstream light. He just, he kept doing his thing and got more, uh, more notoriety from, from being who he was. And so the, the people who loved him pushed him out there. Now he's not as famous as an Eminem to, still to this day, but he is a notable rapper of, of great talent. He is. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. I, was, I thought Juan was going to say something, but he put, it was just putting his fingers in his mouth. Um, no, it, I, no, I, yes, yes, I agree. You know, deep breath, I, sigh, indubitably. Uh, indubitably. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, do you guys have a favorite joke from from the uh, from the Chappelle from the Chappelle uh, special? Yeah, Juan. Juan, <laughs> this is an, uh, this is an audio podcast, so you nodding your head. Yes, no one, no one knows. I think I've already said all my favorite jokes, and I've butchered every single one of them. But I would like to hear your guys' favorite joke, and then comment and say, "Yes, I love that one too." <laughs> I don't. Uh, you know what? It, the, the funny thing is that uh, uh, I don't. I don't. I think my favorite joke was that it was a running joke that he would. That he would go through the entire thing, talk about how close he would get to this this trans person. That they would hug him, they would do something, and he was like, "Oh, but you know, I'm transphobic." So I told him to get away from me. Which again, it just it, it just talks about the absurdity of of what he's talking about. Uh, of just of like, how can you take that serious? But again, you know, there's people out there that do that. Now, saying saying those type of jokes and pointing out that he had a uh, transgender friend is that the equivalent to say it's okay for me to say the n word? My best friends are black. It's funny. It's funny because I, <laughs> I, I think, I, I think it was to draw a parallel that uh, that he wasn't saying it because he had a trans man. He's saying it because like these are the things that he believes, and he put this person on, gave an opportunity uh, despite that because because of their ability, their talent, their not not because of who they were and what they believed. Um, no, I, I think I think he told that story one to make a point, um, and two to kind of honor his friend and mm -hmm. make a tribute to her and just tell this nice, well, <laughs> the story that he tells is it's very funny uh, because she was a comedian and she opened for him and he didn't know that she had only done stand up for like eight times in yeah. her life. <laughs> yeah. And he said that she stunk it up for like 45 minutes. And like, that was a, a running joke through that, that whole story. Um, but it ended with like a sweet, sweet, uh, a sweet ending, but it was very tragic. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I think they did it to, to make a point. Um, Jay, do you have any, any favorite jokes that you haven't already mentioned? From the, from I the do. Um, there was that joke where he, uh, he got into this fight with this lesbian <laughs> woman <laughs> yeah. Yeah. because like, while well, he didn't know that she, she was a woman and like, she was just in his face, like, back off that's my girl you know it's yeah. like yo my man i didn't know i didn't know it's like stop calling me a man i'm a woman and he's and like, like what what, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah yeah he's like, and what? then he what? said he he looked in this he looked in this person's cheekbones and he's like oh my god you are a woman <laughs> and, then, and then like they were gonna fight and then she got into this 
like perfect South Boston <laughs> city says. <laughs> and then he said that she took a wild hook and he said he slit that jab. And then he goes, well, I had to go to work. <laughs> and he said he tenderized those titties like chicken cutlets. <laughs> Which oh, is, again is is so is so absurd. It's another <laughs> absurd joke where, but it's just so funny. <laughs> yeah, I I think in that same joke he goes, I uh, he's like, you know, I realized she was getting upset, uh, so I said it to her like a pimp would say it. Uh, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> I said it soft so so she knew. Oh man, um, oh, god, and I can't remember what it's, it's up to. He goes, bitch, I'm about to slap the shit out of you. <laughs> 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 oh god yeah and it was just, but again it's uh that special is just great man and uh you know uh he, he said this would be his last special for a while his last yeah. special for a while which uh i think um i think he's just kind of holding out in the bunker to wait for it all to go away before he pulls his little chair and speaker out and starts does start doing like random comedy shows again honestly i i wouldn't be surprised that he's out there working on the next one <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, you know, and going through and going through some of his uh, his material kind of like and do a little research here. Uh, I realized that he'd been working on some of these jokes for a while, like some of some of the stories I've been telling him for a while. And um, uh, the one of the ones who I had conflated at being in in this uh, in this special was uh, the one that he told in Unforgiven, which is about uh, him getting his joke stolen and uh, trying to get his name back. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, it's, uh, again, I think Dave, he comes out, he, he, he's like, uh, he's like, uh, a groundhog, you know, he comes out, uh, and he's, he comes out but only during when shit happens, when like some of the worst shit happens and he comes out and he talks about it and he tries to enlighten the people about it and, and drops some like real facts of, about stuff sometimes, you know, and, and, uh, it, it's good to have someone like Dave Chappelle, uh, which is, which is great because, you know, he, in, uh, in the end, he has the ultimate control of his career right now. You know, mm-hmm. like he he puts out stuff when he wants to put out stuff. You know, like uh, he doesn't have to. He doesn't like besides net Netflix. You know, like he's not. Uh, there there isn't people that are saying, "Oh, you need to do this by this." You know, like he, he's he kind of works at his own pace, puts stuff out when he wants to put stuff out. Yeah, which I mean, I guess as an artist, you can't ask for anything better. <laughs> you can't ask for anything better. Yeah. Um, Juan, uh, uh, um, go ahead, Juan. Do you really not think he's not going to go back to Ohio immediately and start just working his own little circuit? What? Like, I, I generally don't think that, I, I generally believe this is his last big special, but I don't think he's done with comedy. I think he's immediately going to go back and start doing the, the clubs but or. We just, speaker. we just said that. I know. <laughs> I, I get, no, but you. You, 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 fuck you. You guys said, <laughs> said it as if he's going to wait. I generally don't no, think he's going to No, I just said that I wouldn't be surprised that he's out there working on the next one right now. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I don't think he's going to do another special. I think he's just going to do clubs. I think he's just going to continue doing what, what comedy do you, for what the do you love think, of comedy. What do you think he's doing at those clubs? Working on another special. <laughs> 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 Juan, um, I, I, but I honestly think he's just gonna do the clubs to do the clubs, not to work on another special. Oh, that's I not think, true. That's not true. I, I honestly think, unless something changes drastically with our culture, I think he's generally not upset but hurt over the fact that people are 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 taking his 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 words and 
use his own thing, punching down on him. I, I don't think he's hurt at all. Yeah, I, think- I, I don't think you're listening <laughs> to the special. I think he was, I think he barely, I, he went out there clearly knowing that this was for entertainment purposes and that he said, it's going to get worse because I, I'm, you know, okay. He's not holding punches. Yeah. I, I don't think he was hurt. I don't think he's hurt, I, but okay. I, I, if he didn't really care about it, then why even address it? Well, because that's all people talked about in the last couple specials, you know, like that's, yeah. that's, that's what they've been attacking him on Twitter, you know, social media. It's, it's just something that he's like, I need to get all this stuff out. You know, the, I need to like squash this. And, you know, like he ends a special and he says, I'm not going to do any more jokes about the LG, LGBT community, uh, community, unless we're both laughing at the same thing. And yeah. honestly, there's, there's so many other things that he can tackle. So many subject matters that are going to piss other people off that, you know, yeah, like, I, uh, yeah. He, he, he has a pretty good list to work from. And I, and I think, and I, I think, um, you know, and I'm glad Jay brought that up because he, he, he kind of brought it full circle to say, you know, the reason why he left Chappelle show is because he didn't feel like they were laughing with him. He felt like they were laughing at him. And so he says to the LGBTQ community, and I didn't get that right, but, you know, I want to make sure we're laughing together about this. I don't, I don't want you to feel like I'm making fun of you because, you know, I'm, I'm making fun, but not of you. I, I want us to laugh together. So I, I don't, I don't think he's hurt one. I don't think he's upset or I don't even think he's, you know, I think he's just kind of waiting over the storm. He knows that his words are going to cause controversy and, uh, and he's kind of waiting it out. And like Jay said, I think he's out there working on his next special working out material. Why, <laughs> why, why so sad? Why, why so sad, man? I think it's just, my my own things of I'm finally realizing that the stuff that we laughed at in the past and we realized that there was a a line in the sand saying this is just comedy it's it's said in in jest to be funny we can't do that anymore it's it, it's gone and I don't think we're gonna change it I don't think cancel culture is gonna go away um what and you, I think it's what are get, you talking about dude <laughs> you don't think so you can. You can joke and laugh about anything you want, you know, like, um, amongst your circle of friends, you, you can laugh about whatever. I mean, publicly, I don't think it's a good idea. Like, (laughs) so again, will then our, our circle of friends be judged by, by other people if it happens to, I mean, the other people (laughs) aren't, aren't inside those conversations. This is, but you, you know, there's always a, a way that people find out. Sure. Yes. And you want to know how people find out doing shit like this, putting their conversations on the internet. That's how other people find out. I mean, the two people that are listening, hi Julio, hi, uh, hi Herbert. And uh, the third person being Peter. Hey, what's going on guys? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, th- th- those are, you know, one, your inner circle, your, your people who know your innermost thoughts and innermost feelings, you know, the, how that stuff gets out is when they are in other circles of friends who don't, who don't believe those things. But um, also, in, like I said, scenarios like this where they are very uh, uh, vocal on social media, you know, um, uh, yeah. I mean, most people have, have said jokes that may have been inappropriate, you know, um, may have hurt other people's feelings. You know, like everyone was young at one point. We've said things that we didn't mean it. It may not have been uh, intentionally malicious, you know, at the time, you know, a lot, a lot of jokes uh, for me, you know, it's just you know, having fun, you know, yeah. telling a joke and making light of something serious where for me, it, it's a coping mechanism where, you know, I can, if I joke about it, then I can talk about it. 
Yeah, it, it's it's uh, you know it's uh, it's for me it's akin to a meme that I I read while I was uh, browsing uh, this, this site, and uh, it said you know being funny at work is a delicate balance of being funny uh, and inappropriate, but not so funny that you get sent to human resources. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I and it, it's such a it's it was such a true thing for like the just the world we live in uh, today that I think that yeah you know Juan I think it, amongst your inner circle you can tell you can tell those risque jokes but you have to you, you have to know your audience uh, understand what you're saying and you know how long have you known me for uh, Juan, have I ever been known for knowing my audience have I ever been known for having a filter well you've also been known not to be able to tell a joke so I mean yeah. that's the thing yeah you've been cutting. or I've been known to butcher other people's jokes so yeah you did it all episode great man uh, yeah so yeah you you don't have a filter but I mean I, I would say that you're pretty filtered on this show I mean is there something you want to tell us Juan oh no okay <laughs> okay then so you know um with that you know with that said i i it's uh uh with that said juan you, you didn't have a lot of fuck yous this episode but you know um but uh i i i'm gonna ask if, if you are done <sighs> i guess i guess i'm done <laughs> I, do, I mean juan i ask if you're done usually it's a it's a stern yes i'm fuck you i'm ready to go so there's something some other thing you want to tell us about then I mean, this is it. This is your time. I won't cut it out at all. No, I, I'm I'm done. It's just it, it's a very disappointing done. Why? I, I I think you guys already know how I feel about this whole cancel bullshit, and it it just bothers me internally. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Well, no, Juan, I mean, don't it, it, don't apologize. It's not you guys. It's just I I understand changing with the times. I do. I, I just don't understand shitting on people or well Juan, I, the minority know. or a large group that seems like the majority speaking for everybody saying this is how we all feel Juan, that's are you you know anything about history you know anything about that this is the world you yeah do. it's been go it's been going on forever it's it's if it's not uh if it's not this it's uh you know the earth being flat. If it's not the earth being flat, it's whether the earth uh, orbits the sun or if the sun orbits the earth. If it's not, you know, it, it's, there's always something. There's always something. And I'm sorry you're so sad about just realizing that at the end of this episode. No, it's not. You know, it's not something I've just realized. It's something that's bothered me since the first time we talked about it. Like, people just need to allow people to try to... And the thing is, I... I Fuck you, I'm done. I, I, I'm, I'm going to add some sad music here, and I'm going to... If you or someone you know has been affected by council culture, you should reach out to Juan Ledesma. No, at some point, people have to start allowing individuals to parent and to... Juan, yeah, I, I, I think everyone on, uh, on, in, in this conversation understands ex exactly what you mean, but I think, you know. Good, because I can't fucking express it eloquently with, yeah. Yes. Just say it with marbles in your mouth. Um, yeah, I, it, yeah, we all get it. And, you know, yeah, it's, we, we got to allow the world to, to do its thing. But with that said, I, th I think I told you this last time, Juan. It's, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You'll be okay. Yeah, dude. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Uh, so with that said, Juan, I'm sorry they're so sad about it, but you know, um, 
hey, that's the world we live in today. That's the tick. That's the the TikTok challenge thing. What we'll end up doing. But with that said, with that said, everybody, what was your favorite Chappelle joke? Uh, were you triggered by this uh, by this comedy special? Uh, tell us about it. We want to know. Juan, take it away. Yeah, I'll take it away. Fuck you. Don't cancel <laughs> us. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, folks, don't forget to uh, like and subscribe us uh, on iTunes. Rate us. Comment. Suggest us to your friends. Just show show us around. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and my nemesis, Twitter, at INCYC Show. Also, you can email us your suggestions at uh, INCYC Show at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail or comment at uh, www.anchor.fm forward slash INCYC Show. And don't forget, uh, we used to have merchandise, not anymore because we're going to give it away. Sorry, Julio, you never bought it, but fuck you. Yeah, yeah, it, we'll, we'll do an Instagram live to, to give that away. You'll have to deal with my stupid face to do that. Thank you, Juan. Have a good night. Don't get triggered. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm already triggered. Yeah, I know. Good night, uh, everybody. <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.